Okay, guys, I am back with another episode and I get so excited every time I upload something because I'm like, I'm hoping that the, you know, the people really like what I'm going to talk about. I hope they get informed. And as somebody who is an educator and likes to teach and likes to read and likes to just have an array of knowledge on various topics, every time I watch something, because I am a very avid documentary watcher and I do read a lot, I always pick up on something and I'm like, I need to make that an episode. So... This time, my inspiration came from watching something on TV and wondering why certain things were so expensive when it came to clothing, when it came to food, when it came to just material items. Why do we value things more than others? Have you ever wondered why certain things have more value than others? From shoes to bags to clothing to special foods, I often wonder why certain items are looked at as the grandiose of whatever it is over other things of the same type of product. And hopefully this is a topic that will interest you as a lot of us are surrounded by these things every day. And what I'm talking about is materialism, consumerism. Westerners have been conditioned to want more and more and more and the latest and the greatest and the fastest or whatever it is that they're advertising. But the real question is, do we even need it? Do we even need these things that they say are very valuable? Why are they valuable? Why are they worth more than others? Who gives it value? Where does it come from? It's time that we take a deep look into why we have placed certain things on a pedestal over others. And I really wanted to touch on this topic because I feel like we are at a time where a lot of us are realizing that certain things are just not as important anymore. And especially when it comes to our own self, our family, our friends, or whatever, there are certain things that we just don't care about anymore. And for me personally, after making a move that I did um, two months ago, three months ago, whatever, and one, I hate moving, like it's so boring. Don't ask me to help you move because I'm not going to help you. I'm just telling you that now. I don't want to lift anything. I don't want to pack anything. I don't want to unpack anything. I don't want to put anything away. And after I had to do that myself, realizing going to my next place, like I didn't want to even pack anything. So what did I do? I just threw it all away. And then when I thought about it, I was like, I spent so much money on these things. And even, and I never spent a lot of money on anything but you know, adding it all up, it's, it's going to equal something. And so when I got rid of it, I didn't even look at it. I didn't even think about it. I just kind of scooped it all together. didn't even want to go through it, put it in the trash bag, threw it in the trash chute. And when I moved to my new spot, I was like, wow, like I'm not even thinking about the stuff that I threw away. I don't even know what I threw away. And just continuing to like think about that stuff, I'm like, the stuff that I have right now, I don't even use all the time. So why did I even buy it? Why is it here? Do I even need this? And I don't know if any of you have watched the Netflix documentary called The Minimalist. And I just watched the second one. I didn't finish it because I was like, eh, I kind of get the gist of it. But the first one um, is about two dudes. They're friends. They've been friends since childhood. And they have gone on and made it a livelihood, really, to go around and tell people that they really don't need stuff. Guy's name is Joshua Milburn with his childhood friend, um, Ryan Nicodemus. Um, these two men are on a mission to spread the message that less is more and that letting go of material possessions opens people up 
to be better humans, to have better relationships, to have more meaningful lives, and not to mention, of course, free time and save money. And they have found a receptive audience. They go on these tours, they sell out. And it's so crazy because they wear like the same thing all the time. They have like five shirts and like everything they have can like fit in a duffel bag. Um, Their homes are just, you know, they don't have much. And the older I get, I'm not going to say older. As the years go on, (laughs) I just realized that like I don't need these things. And I think when I was younger, I felt like I did because someone who didn't grow up with a lot of money and being around and going to school with people who did have money, I felt like I needed to have these things to be a part of the the crowd. And what was really funny is when I was in school, and I don't really talk about this because like, it was embarrassing, y'all, but one time my cousin, she bought me a, and I'm pretty sure she's listening right now, when I was in the sixth grade, she bought me this Tommy Hilfiger long sleeve shirt. And I remember it was white. It had like a little white, I mean, white and gray collar on it. And it said www.tommyhilfiger.com. My birthday is in February. So she gave me it in February. But also we live in Houston. So do you think it was cold? Do you think it was hot? I don't know. But when she gave it to me, I was like, oh my gosh, this is my first like name brand shirt. So guess what I did? I wore it all the freaking time because I wanted everyone to see that I had something name brand and I don't care that it was long sleeve. So we had a field trip, y'all. We had a field trip. And I don't know if it was in March, April, whenever. I just know it was hot. And I wore my shirt because we were going to have multiple classes on that bus. And guess what? Everybody's going to see my outfit. Everybody's going to see my shirt. So I remember riding on the bus and being so freaking hot Because I had a long sleeve on in, I don't even know how many degrees weather, but guess what? My shirt was name brand, so I didn't care that I was sweating in it. I was sweating so bad, I remember, but I did not care because I put value into something that at the end of the day, I would never, ever, ever even do that today. Like, (laughs) I love telling that story because I think it's so funny. Like, I was willing to risk a freaking heat stroke just for people to see my outfit, y'all. I didn't care. And I continued to do the same thing all through middle school because I feel like middle school is a time where you're finding yourself. And I remember specifically, now this is a sad part, y'all. There was a girl who I went to school with and I don't even, I mean, she doesn't know that something that she said to me in middle school has stuck with me like my entire life because I'll never forget it. I obviously would wear the same clothes frequently because I didn't have much. And we were in the cafeteria one time and she looked at me and she was like, oh my gosh, you always wear that shirt. And of course I had words on it. So it was kind of noticeable, but I was like, excuse me. In my head, I was like, ew, like how embarrassing. Like you noticed that, like I don't have a lot of clothes. And that right there was kind of like one of the triggers that made me feel like, okay, I need more, I need more, I need more, I need more. And not only do I need more, I need name brand. I need to show these people like, I'm just like them. And I had kids that went to school with, you know, these expensive bags and purses and all these things like that. And of course I wasn't able to afford it, but I wanted to look like I did. So my idea of like name brand was like, Old Navy. And 
I couldn't even afford like Abercrombie and Fitch because that was like way out the budget. But those little things like that was like, oh, okay, well, I need to buy more. I need to buy more. And then as, of course, you know, you get a job, I get a job, I I started working at the mall and then I get my little money. And so then I go to these other stores and I start buying, 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 buying. And of course I love fashion. So I continue to buy more and more and more. And after a while, you start to throw things away because you're not wearing them anymore. It's out of season. It's out of fashion, which leads me into another documentary I watched called True Cost. And I don't know if any of you have seen it, but True Cost is a documentary that um, explores the impact of the fashion world on people and the planet. And this story is, of course, about clothes, about these places like H&M and Zara and the places that um, duplicate these high-end brands, but of course at more affordable prices, which means they need to move faster with them. The clothes we wear and the people who make them and the impact of the industry that has on the world. It's a really crazy documentary. Now, of course, we know that we don't have, at least I don't know, because I haven't been anywhere, everywhere in the United States, but we don't have these sweatshops. We know that it's known that we have people, kids and things making our clothes, making our shoes, but we don't think about it. And we don't think about the impact that it has on those people who are making it in a place where they have horrible conditions where they're getting paid $2 a day, working in facilities that have no air conditioning, that have no ventilation, they have all these chemicals and things that are just consuming and filling up their lungs every day. And on top of that, being in a building that has poor infrastructure, like in India where the um, Rana Plaza, it was a retail and apparel manufacturing complex that crumbled And it was a catastrophe that injured 2,500 people and killed more than 1,100 individuals. It was the deadliest garment industry accident in modern history. Now, if we did not give these things like clothes value, would we have these type of things happening? And this isn't the only time that this has happened, but with clothing, which to me seems like to be like the biggest thing that people want to buy and wear and, you know, especially with social media. And I know with me, I am that type of person where I don't want to, of course, I try not to post pictures with like the same outfit or whatever, something that's really noticeable. So each time, like, I feel like I have to get something new, something different, something that no one's ever seen before. And it doesn't mean it has to be expensive. It just means it has to be different. So of course that means I'm going out and I'm buying more things, but why? Why am I putting value in something that is essentially so cheap? And when we look at things like the fashion world, if you did not know, the fashion industry is the world's second largest polluter, right behind the oil industry. And right now, the world consumes a staggering 80 billion pieces of clothing each year, which is up 400% from two decades ago. And only one in six people work in the global fashion industry. And I mean, I mean, only, I mean, one in six people work in the global fashion industry. And a majority of these workers are women, of course, earning less than $3 a day. Now, when you think about that, like, that's ridiculous. We don't even take $3 an hour here. We don't even take, I mean, of course, you know, waitresses and stuff, they probably, I think they get paid like $2 an hour. But as someone who is applying for a job, if you see $3 an hour, you're not going to take that. These people are making $3 in a day. There are 250,000 Indian cotton farmers that have killed themselves 
in the last 15 years. Now, farmers in general seem to be committing suicide at a high rate. Now, I try to look into that a little bit more. And of course, it is because these big corporations are ripping these farmers off and keeping them in debt to where they just can't get out of it. And of course, when you're in debt, you are not happy. Obviously, money is the root of all evil, people. (laughs) Essentially, I mean, of course, you know, if you give some people money, they'll be happy. But if you are in debt constantly, or if you have somebody targeting you all the time, you're not going to be happy, which is probably a reason why these people are killing themselves. But partially, this is a result of the people going into debt by buying these genetically modified cotton seeds, courtesy of Monsanto. And if we talk about Monsanto, that's a whole other topic right there. Monsanto is a company that essentially, um, well, you know, Bill Gates owns a large share of it. They are forcing farmers to buy their seeds and their seeds only. They have patents on all of this stuff. And I, and again, that's a whole other topic. But these farmers are killing themselves. This fashion industry, these clothes that we value, why do we value them so much that is making people want to die? Only 10% of the clothes that people donate to charity or thrift stores get sold. So where does the rest go? The rest end up in landfills, are flooding the markets in developing countries like Haiti, where they're bought by the box and they kill the local industry. Now, again, if you watch documentaries, if you watch TV, you see that sometimes people in these third world countries have like Super Bowl clothes on or they have like labels and name brands and stuff that you're just like, where the heck did they get that? And they probably don't even have any knowledge as to what they even have on their bodies. What messages they have is just clothes to them. For us, it's not just clothes. For us, it's a statement. For us, it's fashion. For us, it's, I want to be better than you. But again, why? Why do we put so much value in it? There's a lady. Her name is Melinda Tuali. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. She is a regional coordinator of uh, Fashion Revolution in Australia and New Zealand. And she says that we should treat our garments like an investment piece, the same way we would do a dishwasher or a car. You do your research into those items before buying them because you hope to hold onto them for a long time. Clothing is no different. Now, again, when I say people buy fast fashion, things that you can wear, throw away, wear, throw away, very few people actually... I feel, buy things to hold on to them for a long time because people gain weight, people go on trends, people buy what is what everyone's wearing and they're not buying them for long term. And like I said, it doesn't help that this social media era makes people want to feel like they have to wear something different, something new, something Not the same because you don't want to post pictures that repeat. You want to wow people every time you upload something. But again, why? Why do we put so much value in things like that? And I'm guilty of it, I know. But also, why do we value things like expensive food? Why does it even matter? There are people who spend so much money on food, like caviar. And speaking of caviar, did you know that white caviar is sold for around $3,500 per kilogram? Now, this fish that has produced this rare caviar lived in the Caspian Sea originally, but now is almost extinct in their native environment. 
$35,000 to eat something for it to come right out of your butt and into the toilet. <laughs> why? Why, why, why? Also, if you have seen MasterChef Australia or if you've been to a nice fancy restaurant, you will know or be familiar with Wagyu beef. Now, Wagyu means Japanese beef. It comes from four different breeds of Japanese cow. Wagyu beef is known for its intensely marbled fat that renders down during the cooking process. This meat is moist and tender and melts in the mouth. The price point amounting to around $530 per kilogram is down to the rearing process. Now, these cows must be reared and fed according to strict guidelines to qualify for the Wagyu mark. Now, I have had Wagyu before. I have, um, I went to this restaurant in Dallas and they sold a little small piece that you can put over a little bitty fire that they give you for a hundred dollars, a hundred dollars for a piece of meat that takes, you can put it in your mouth one bite, a hundred bucks. Like that's so crazy to me. Why is this stuff valued so much? Now, even things like fruit can be super expensive. Did you know? Well, those of you who like watermelon, I do not like watermelon. I'm sorry, don't kill me. I do not like watermelon. For some, I don't like any melons. They just, when they're in like a, a little fruit cocktail, fruit melody, whatever you want to call them at restaurants, like they ruin every other piece of fruit because that's all you can taste. And ugh, so disgusting. But did you know that one of the most expensive food items in the world is a distinctive watermelon from Japan? It's known as the densuk melon. I don't know if I'm saying that right. But this fruit has a crunchy taste. And if you did not know, it has a dark shade of green that often appears black. And only about uh, a 1,000 black watermelons are available each year due to its scarcity. But guess how much it costs, y'all? It can cost up to $6,000 at auction for a freaking watermelon. Again, that you eat and then it just comes out of your butt and goes into the toilet. People buy these things as gifts for like weddings in Japan. A watermelon, like that's valued so high. And I'm asking again, why? Why do we give things value? Who gives them value? Who says this thing right here is expensive? And if you have this thing, you are better than everyone else. Just like purses. I, I hate purses. I don't carry a purse. I like carrying backpacks. I can't remember the last time I had a purse. If I have a purse in a picture, it's because it's being used for a prop because I don't like to put things in it. That's another fun fact about me. But why do things like that, like why do we make people feel low for not having these things when at the end of the day, when you die, you can't take any of this with you? And I often wonder if people were to lose everything, would they still be happy? If they were to lose everything today, would you have more meaningful relationships? Or would you be depressed because you have no stuff anymore? I feel like I'm at a point where if I did lose everything, I would be perfectly fine. Because when you think about your day to day, just look around at the stuff that you have in your home and look at how much stuff you don't use. Look how much you spent on something that has never been opened, that has never been worn, that has never been seen. And start to think, do I really need this? Am I wasting my money? For me, I'd rather spend money on experiences. 
because I'm at a point in my life again that I realize that stuff does not make me happy. Time makes me happy. Love makes me happy. My friends, my family, that stuff makes me happy. When you have things, people can steal them. When you have things, they go missing, they break, whatever. Now, some things are special, you know, they can be handed down from, you know, family and generations or whatever. But again, that stuff can still get lost, can still break, can still burn in a fire. So should we continue to put value on things? I think no. But I think our society will never stop advertising to you and messaging you that you need more stuff, more and more and more more stuff. Now, it's cool if you work really hard and you want the coolest, latest, greatest things, go for it. I'm not stopping you from doing that. But I want you to be a little bit more conscious because you have to realize again that we don't really need these things. We want these things, but why? What is the value in them? Who are we trying to impress? At the end of the day, these people, they're not important. I'm sorry. I would love to impress you guys with like my Gucci this and that, but does it really matter? Now, you know, I tell you guys not to ever just take everything I say as fact or telling you what to do, but I do want you to take this information and kind of think on it, sit on it. Look around, ask yourself, why am I putting so much value in things that can disappear? But memories, emotion, love, people, those are the things that you can keep forever.